I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Don't Don't raise trade just yet. yet. Sit down and strap in for the Ultimate Super Coach Podcast. It's time to win your leagues and dominate your mates. This is the the Jewel Position Podcast, hosted by Whisperer and Adrianosaurus. The mighty Sydney Roosters. Uh tumultuous couple of years, a side that's just been absolutely bamboozled with injuries. Uh, there's never got it together, but you know the, the squad on paper is just absolutely world-class, Ado. Yeah, they're, they're one hell of a team. Uh, I think over the last recent years, you can't, even com- you can't even blame it on depth. They've just had injuries to original players and depth players. It's been such a wretched run. They've overperformed, I think, in a couple of those years. Even probably last year, they looked like the team to beat in the run home, but probably just ran out of puff. They are a good team, Um, and they will be up the pointy end again this year. I have no doubts about it. To following on, following on from the theme of our our you know ladder predictions being one spot apart, you've got them in second. I've yeah, got... I'm not I'm not willing to to write off the Penrith Panthers <laughs> quite yet. Um, you know, two back to back premiers. Um, I think that they'll they'll be pushed by the Roosters if they stay healthy. Um, and look, I've I've talked to a few people who think actually that the Penrith Panthers may miss the top four. I just reckon that's nonsense. That's I reckon that these teams to me look like one and two. I don't know exactly what order it's going to be in out of those two, but I think number one will be one of them, and number two will be the other. Well, we've disagreed there. Um, I've got them in one, you've got them in two, but one thing we are not disagreeing on is their fullback being an absolute staple in our Supercoach sides. Shout out to the Supercoach experience, who a couple of days ago posted. Uh, I'm sure Sav's posted just to try and get his ownership down. That had to be it. That's that's all I could. That's all I could think of. But yeah. Teddy absolutely locked into our sides. Uh, 730k, just a, you know, every year. You know what you're getting from Teddy. Yeah, look, we are in a position where we've got the next two best options that we think of for teams are Tommy Trevojevic and, and uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, who have major injury concerns. So, you know, even if you're going to take a punt on one of those who might just make it to round one, you've got to handcuff them to a Teddy who's durable. And that's why Teddy, in my opinion, is the best fullback of the last 10 years. I still don't think Tommy Turbo is better than Teddy because – I want a player who can play 25 rounds a year, not seven. So uh, I reckon he's an absolute must-have, in my opinion, as your number one, and you can go and get a little cute um, with your number two. But, uh, look, some people have said to me, oh, Teddy's traditionally a slow starter. Well, Rubbish. Yeah, he starts well enough that it's not going to hurt you versus a, a Tommy Turbo who might average five or seven points left and always be a risk that he's going to do a hammy. So you lock in Teddy. Um, you don't get cute with it, and I think he's easily going to be um, someone who you wouldn't really have any reason to, you know, trade out of your team. 
if a, if a 70 average is starting slow, then, then God, God help me. Um, yeah. I mean, you could get cute with someone like a, like a Luttrell. Um, I'm just put off by the South draw personally. I know that mm. Luttrell showed last year that he was sort of fixture proof, but you know, I, I'm, I'm going to give that one a miss personally, but you know, another guy, Angus Crichton, uh, he is just evolving year on year. He, he was a dynamic ball runner. Um, he's, he's, you know, added better for asset, assets into his game. He's a fantastic line runner, big damaging ball player, like 608K. I don't think you're going to lose much value on that. And he's just a very, very steady hand to have in your 2RF. And he does have upside as well. Absolutely. He's got everything. And he had like a little down period for a while. He got suspended, I think, a few times had a bit of an injury and we kind of started to think that we had lost the the Angus that we know and love. Um, towards the end of last year, he was absolutely sensational. That's why the price tag is 608. I saw him in the World Cup and I loved everything that I saw from him. Uh, if you are not of the David Fafida persuasion to start the year, I, I would, this would be my guy. If I wasn't going to go David, I would be going Angus in a heartbeat. Um, I reckon he's going to be top three second row forward this year. Well, you've got IPAP in there as well, but I reckon he's going to be in the top three. He he started very slow last year, and we later found well, we later found that he had some off-season surgery um, mm. and in the off-season of last year and started off really slow, uh, was dropped as well, was dropped to the bench, yeah, for, the bench for, yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, and, and he was putting up, you know, 40 points a game. So really, really stormed home at the back end of last year, you know, averaged a three-round average of 106 and a five-round average of 94. The bloke came home like a wet sail, full preseason. You know, I'm, I'm really, really keen on, on Angus Crichton. Um, it was his worst year last year in a couple of years, you know, averaged 76 in 2020, averaged 75 in 2021. Um, I think he comes in eight, nine points underpriced because he only averaged 66 last year. I think he's pushing back up that you know, 70, 73, 74 average personally. Yep. Um, I think he's on for a big year this year. Big Angus. Are you thinking Joey Manu has another big year or do you think there is some regression on the cards? 700k. It was an absolute amazing year by um, Joey Manu. He won. Did he? He win Player of the Year. Well, for the world, didn't he last I, year? I think so. Um, look, you know, he, I reckon Joey Manu. We worried with him being in the centres whether his output was as good. I think last year he even improved in that area. When he got stints in the five eight or in the fullback position, he was spectacular. I didn't start with Joey Manu last year. I picked him when I thought he was at the right price. He's not going to be 700K good, is he? I don't know. Like, did, did, Maybe, did, but not to start. Like, well, not to gonna... start, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not starting with Manu. I'd much rather pay a little bit less and start with the Valentine Holmes. But like, have the Roosters now found like Joey Manu's best you know, role, like having two fullbacks on their side effectively? Well, he's an absolute bloody weapon, and, and they're mad not to use him like that because give him a little bit of free reign to run. He's a bit of a hog as well. So he loves the old hog, and you know. Um, so you know, I if, you can't spend seven hundred k to start in the in the center wing. But if he got down to say, I did this with Garrick last year when he got down to his where I, he bottomed out at his lowest price. It wasn't super low, but it was a bit of a saving, maybe a hundred k. I think it was on his starting price, and I jumped on him. Um, thank goodness, well, not thank goodness, but the you had the Tommy Turbo injury. He went to fullback. No one thought he was going to do good at fullback, and he did. Um, now look with um Joey Manu, I will be he'll be on my watch list absolutely one hundred percent. I think he's going to be an elite center wing for the year. Probably him, Val. I reckon Tottenham's going to be up there again this year. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Garrick's up there again this year because Tommy Turbo will naturally do an injury again. Um, and, you know, if he's not, he's playing in the team with Tommy Turbo, getting all those tries. Um, so I think that um, he's going to be there at the pointy end of the season again as top center winger. I just got to wait for the price to be right. I, I'm not going to spend 700 on him. For, for a guy who was considered a little bit rocks or diamonds, only had three scores last year under 40 points in the center wing. That's you know, pretty good considering he can just go back to back hundreds like he did in rounds four and five and, you know, put on a 130 mm. at fullback, you know, during the buy. So it's, it's a lot of money to spend early on. Uh, but a guy that I'm definitely on the, on the watch list for all. You know, the last couple of episodes I've been talking about alternate options in the halves. I've been mentioning Sam Walker and Luke Keary as, you know, viable mm. options. But you're not a fan of, of either of the two this year. No, I'm not. <laughs> I was not a fan of anyone owning Keary last year. And and the fact that he's seven hundred or 472000 this year. Luke Keary, the time that you saw him doing well for Supercoach was over a three-game period. And other, other than that, he's never been a Supercoach gun. Um you got to take. You got to accept these players that are not gonna, a super coach friendly. I see him in the same category that Cooper Cronk was in. I yeah, don't think he's, he's the in, first person that came to mind. Cooper Cronk. Yeah, I don't think he's good for super coach. Sam Walker, maybe I'm being a bit harsh on. I think uh, you're harsh on Sammy Walks. I, I'm. I'm locking Sammy Walks in for a bounce back. Yeah, you've locked him in for a bounce back. I think at 544k. The the funny thing is, is that Luke Keary is not very super coach relevant, but he is halves dominant. Yeah, which which makes it hard for someone like a Sam Walker. I can understand that. Yeah, so that's why I've got them both in my bums. I just reckon they've probably got it right now once they switched him back to the right side. And Luke Keary, I think in actual NRL, might have a really good dominant year as the dominant half there. Um, but I don't think it's going to translate to super coach. But because of his dominance, I think it's going to affect Sam Walker. Um, and in the halfback position, you know, if you took a Sam Walker, I reckon you're going to fall 20 points behind the people that go Hines and Cleary. Yeah. Maybe you're going to be working your way up to those guys, but I don't know. I just don't think um, – I think they're just – they've got these guys like Manu and Teddy and Tupu. And Very ball-dominant guys. Yeah, they've got other guys that are just so good, and it takes points away from the halves. The halves are so good at getting the ball to these guys, you know, and um, I just don't see it. No, I, I can understand that. I'm, I guess I'm just buying into to the goal-kicking halfback, and, you know, he averaged 59 last year, Sam Walker. Averaged 62 in his rookie year. Let's just hope he pushes up to a 65, because that would be handy. Um, mm. Look, I would say Connor Watson is the best utility player in the game. Uh, unfortunately, you know, played a lot of minutes last year because of injuries and whatnot, which has inflated his price up to 482. And you and I are both in agreement that this is just way too much for a guy who in all likelihood is probably splitting minutes with Victor Radley and, and maybe a little bit with Brandon Smith. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, well, you got Brandon Smith, who is in fact cheaper. 
who's going to be taking the bulk of the minutes there. So there'd be no reason for you to be taking him as a bench starter. I was talking to um, Supercoach Guns the other day, and he was sort of saying maybe this year because of spread of – and you kind of have enough, as probably none this year, but also it might be a wise thing to pick – um, players that are all starters in your team. Not necessarily that that means that they're going to get extra minutes, but you pick, we might have to, if we've got, say, three um, Panthers in our team and they all have a bye, some of these guys that you may not have even put a reserve on, you might have to actually play a bit in your teams. So um, Brandon Smith's a much better bet getting bigger minutes than you know, taking a punt on Connor Watson off the bench getting good minutes. No way. You can't risk that this year with the fact that we've got so many buys. And if you've got multiple players from a team, you're going to have to play some of these ones that you never ever – you were like, I'll just have them there to bubble away on their money. You might have to play them. Yeah. That's why I think and you and I, we were talking about team structure uh, in the very first podcast of the year about how having – Instead of maybe having 18 really good guys, we might need 19, 20 because we're going to have to rely on two or three of our you know, non-playing reserves as viable options during the buy. Um, you've been harping on about Brandon Smith and I think every podcast this preseason we'll, we'll talk about him. But at 417K, I'm not sure why. I'm seeing a lot of negativity around him online. I'm not too sure if this is coming from sort of the casual fan base that play the game or whatnot. But I just think he's an absolute slam dunk pick personally. He, he, he lost a 2RF, which sucks, but I still think he's an absolute must have yeah i mean i i agree because he's not 600k remember Mm -hmm. like last year we had randall who was a midi you know what was he 290 something like that um you know you you, you're not really outlaying too much money at the four hundred and seventeen thousand. he's going to a place where he's not um sharing minutes with the best um nine in the game in harry grant is he no, I, I think he plays 60 minutes, 65 minutes, um, and probably he's close to a pe- one, one PPM a game. I gen- yeah, he's the I- main hooker. He's, so he, he's going somewhere as the main hooker. He's not, a can- he's not an understudy for Harry Grant or when Harry Grant's injured. He's not getting an uptick in minutes because of other stuff. He's the main hooker there. They bought him. Simply down to price. Um, this could be a hot take, but simply down to price, I think he's much more of a must-have than Harry Grant. Well, absolutely, um, because I really don't think you're going to trade him. I think at 400k, he is severely underpriced Kiwi. just because of the minutes. Yeah, Ki- Kiwi, he's not going to play Origin. Origin. So you, you just have him all year long, and I reckon he – I mean, if he's getting 60 minutes, he's going to score 60 points. Another bounce back, Lindsay Collins. I'm a big fan, big, big fan of Lindsay Collins. Uh, he's not in my side currently, but – He's very, very easily downgradable too. And you mentioned, you know, Tom Flegler, if he can, you know, pull his head a little bit. Um, Lindsay Collins, if he can pull his head out a little bit because it seems to get jammed in between uh, players' knees and he gets a lot of concussions. So if we can, you know, manage that, I love Lindsay Collins. You know, second year of a major injury. NRL physio has said it many times that players off ACLs, off Achilles, get better with their second season. Mm. Big, big fan. Yeah, well, look, with Lindsay Collins, the simple fact is that JWH has been a great servant of our game, a mug. Uh, I'm not a big Roosters fan. Um, but he's winding down a little bit as well, um, like Josh Papali'i. And, you know, Lindsay Collins was a big up-and-comer before he did that ACL origin. You know, like 
origin level. Um, so I think this year there could be a little bit of an t- uptick in minutes. Um, for him, I reckon maybe 45, 50 minutes, you reckon? Yeah, that'd be uh, realistically, yeah, 50 minutes a game. Like, I'd love to see that from him because he is a guy with a, with a pretty good career PPM. If we can mm. get 50 minutes a game at Lindsay Collins, yeah, I'm, I'm all over that. Love to see what he looks like in the trials. Um, career-wise, you know, he's played 47 minutes last year, 46 the year before that, 39 the year before that. Um, you know, his his PPM dropped off a cliff last year. You know, historically a one point one five to one point two kind of guy. Last year it was down at zero point nine, and I'm happy to write that off with the ACL. Um, you know, second year back, I'm I'm really expecting him to to get bigger and better, and you know, he could definitely be pushing that sixty average at you know three hundred and ninety k. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, you know, if you're going to spend the money on Payne Hass, you know, you might get something that's five points worse for two hundred k cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that can take you from a Sam Walker or a, you know, whoever mid range halfback and Jamal Fogarty. We spoke about him the other day. Take them from you know from going from Haas to Collins takes you from a Fogarty to a Hines. You know, it's a yeah. With and and the and the, and the points jump from Fogarty to Hines is going to be much bigger than what the pro, the points drop will be from Haas to Collins. Yeah, absolutely. And and each year, Supercoach kind of opens up a door for you of where the savings can be had. And I think we've got some nice midi front rowers who traditionally go at a point per minute of over a minute. We look, if you look at them, they're going to get 50 to 55 minutes for a massive saving. It just screams like, why are you not taking advantage of it? Bounce backs are hard for the Roosters because none of them are really, you know, underpriced, I feel, but. I guess you could group Billy Smith and Corey Allen both in the same mould. Corey Allen at 225k. I'm not too sure what the makeup of the Roosters' backline will be. I think if Paul Momorowski gets the centre spot, it sort of all but kills that. But, you know, you'd think Tupo and Suwali will line up on the wings. Manu locks down one of the centre spots. And then, you know, you've got a three-way battle between Billy Smith, who the Roosters just, they, they love him. They absolutely love him, but he can never stay fit. Corey Allen has just moved. You know, Corey Allen played State of Origin a couple of years ago. Let's not forget mm. that. And mm. uh, and Paul Momorowski, obviously Premiership winner with uh, with the Roosters. And yeah, not the Roosters, uh, Premiership winner with the Panthers. So yeah, there's there's definitely some some uh, a three way battle going on for that other centre spot. I feel. Yeah, I mean, it is all speculative if he gets it. If he he lines up and starts there. Um, they've got him in as jewel as well, which is handy. Two hundred twenty-five thousand. Um, look, I do not rate Momorowski. I think he's a first grader. You know, I think he's a first grader, and I think that he made a lot of mistakes last year. I reckon they buy someone like Corey Allen, probably as a depth signing. But um, if 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 the stuff looks good, he's a big body. He's yeah. a bigger body than Momorowski. Um, so you know, I. Manu's a big body. I think Corey Allen's a big body. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me for him to get the run. And I mean, is Billy Smith even fit for round one? I don't think Billy Smith's fit to walk out of bed some days, to be honest. <laughs> the, bloke, the bloke is just forever injured. So, yeah, I mean, Corey Allen, yeah, definitely could be a shout. Definitely one to monitor for, for the trials because he could be a huge, huge shout. Um, but just to recap the Roosters episode, I have them winning the minor premiership. Ado has them coming second. Uh, you know, the, the typical guys, we, we both love Angus Crichton. We both love James Sersko. We both love Joey Manu at a discount price, not from round one. Uh, I'm more keen on Sam Walker than Ado is. Ado's not a fan of Sam Walker. I'm hoping for a 65 sort of point. 
bounce back. Um, but yeah, we both really love Lindsay Collins. I think that's the big takeaway from this episode as to how much we do love Lindsay Collins. If you're going to take anything away from this, you listen to two blokes go, oh, James Desco, he's pretty good at football. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> but I think Lindsay Collins could be a very, very viable option in your super coach sides. And hey, look, Corey Allen, I think he could be a preseason bolter. Well, I mean, and stranger things have happened, as we've said on, on, on other episodes. If he ran out there for round one in the centers, um, for 230, 225k, you'd be mad not to have a go in that Roosters team and that back line. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, it's going to wrap up the Roosters episode tomorrow. I think we'll be back. With the big Bulldogs, Belmore boys. They made a, a lot, a lot of signings. So be very, very excited to talk about the Bulldogs, mate. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a big moving year for a couple of teams and they're one of them. Some really astute purchases for them. Um, Doggies fans should be excited. Yeah, very, very excited. And I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about them. So I'll see you tomorrow, mate, and we'll talk then. No worries. Thanks for having us, guys. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one. See ya.